Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. X-Tree, X-Tree, Saddle X-Tree, now the most refreshing drink in the world, Orange Crush, presents The Green Hornet. Once the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Rick Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Now ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of Unknown Assassin. The Green Hornet strikes again. The adventures of the Green Hornet are brought to you by the most refreshing drink in the world, Orange Crush. Delicious Orange Crush is made with real fresh oranges. With all its wonderful fresh fruit flavor, sealed in that sunproof Orange Crush brown bottle. The exclusive brown bottle that keeps light out, keeps flavor in. Always look for that exclusive brown bottle and enjoy the one and only Orange Crush. Lamar Kazan, assistant to Professor Barton, noted scientist, sat at his desk in a small office just off the laboratory at the State University. The desk lamp cast a limited circle of light over the notes upon which he was intently working, working so intently that he failed to hear the door behind him softly open and close. Suddenly sensing someone in the room, he swung around and peered into the shadows. Who's there? What are... You? Why have you come here? Speak, man. Say something. That gun. Why are you pointing it at me? Oh, oh, you figure I'm not playing the game your way, is that it? Well, you're right. I've made my decision against you and your kind. Now, put down that gun. I know you're bluffing. Get out of here before... Here you are, sir. Read all about it. Right here. here you are, lady. Yeah. Set the extra pet bird. Early the following morning, Britt Reed was awakened by the insistent ringing of the telephone. Hello. Hello, Reed. This is Mike Axford. You know that Kazan murder that happened late yesterday? Of course. What about it? Reed, we got something really hot. That we have. You better hop right down to the office. Uh, you and your something really hot line. I've heard that before. I'll see you later in the day. No, hold on, Reed. Suffer at stakes. Don't hang up. I tell you, this is mighty important. Well, let me talk to Miss Case. Sure. Wait a minute, Reed. Hello, Mr. Reed. Good morning, Miss Case. What's bothering Axford? Well, do you recall the story on Lamar Kazan that was printed in the Sentinel last night? Yes. The investigation shows that he was raised and schooled in this country. With Professor Barton's most outstanding pupil, 
later became his trusted assistant, and was killed in his own office early last night by an unknown assassin. That's right. But one more fact has just come to light. What? Well, there's one year of his life unaccounted for, Mr. Reed, from the fall of 1946 to the fall of 1947. Oh, yes. During that period, he was in a sanitarium somewhere because of a nervous breakdown, I understand. Well, that's what everybody, including Professor Barton, knows, Mr. Reed. So what? Well, just this. A girl, an army whack home on leave is here at the office. And she has definitely recognized Kazan from a picture in last night's papers. Well, what about it? Well, she claimed she met Kazan as an interrogator for the Russians in East Berlin. In other words, he was working for communist Russia at the time. Keep that girl there, Miss Cates. I'll be over right away. A short time later, Mike Axford was standing at Miss Cates' desk when Britt Reed entered. But here's Reed now, Cates. Yes, yes. Strange to say, I recognize him, even if I am only his secretary, Michael. Good morning, Mr. Reed. Good morning. Is that girl still here? Yes, sir. She's waiting in your office. Yeah, Reed. And what do you think? She's a female soldier. A sergeant, no less. She's a sergeant in the WAC, Axford. Not a female soldier, as you call her. Sure, you don't have to tell me, Casey. I had an uncle once whose wife was a general. A general? Sure. A general nuisance. (laughs) You'll be a major accident if you don't stop telling corny jokes around here. Take it easy, you two. Come on, Miss Case. We'll go inside and talk to the girl. Very well, Mr. Reed. Michael, Mr. Reed told me to come into the office. Sure he did. Now go on in, Casey. I don't mind if Reed wants you in oh, there. quiet. Oh, you must be Mr. Reed. That's right. This is Sergeant Betty Kenton, Mr. Reed. I came here this morning to tell what I know about Lamar Kazan. Well, I'm quite interested. Uh, sit down, Miss Case. You too, Axford. Thank you. I've recently come back on furlough from duty in West Berlin, where I'm secretary to one of the top officers at U.S. headquarters there. Go on. I was assigned to the job there in the spring of 1947. One evening, not long after I went on duty there, another whack and I went sightseeing in Berlin. We unknowingly entered the Russian zone and were taken into custody. The following morning, we were taken into an office of their secret police to be questioned. The other girl was so frightened, I did all the talking. Sergeant Kenton, my name is Kazan, Lamar Kazan. When I heard that you two Americans had been taken into custody, I requested that I be the one to question you. You speak like an American yourself, Mr. Kazan. Well, I'm a naturalized citizen of the United States. I don't understand. Why That doesn't you... matter now. I'm a Russian by birth. In other words, you prefer communism to the freedom you enjoyed in our country. I don't admire your type, Mr. Kazan. Sorry? If you have questions to ask, I might as well say that all we'll tell you are the names, rank, and the Army serial numbers. I'll not waste time asking questions. Frankly, there are two of our men who've been picked up in the Western Zone. I'll try to arrange your transfer back to the American Zone in exchange for those two men. I'm sure the transfer will go through by this afternoon. Then you were actually transferred without being questioned? Yes, much to my surprise... Lamar Kazan didn't deserve to die. At least that's the way I feel about it. Well, why do you think as you do, Sergeant Kenton? Well, a short time after I arrived in this city, Mr. Kazan approached me in a restaurant. I was shocked when I recognized him, but he asked me to let him explain. Go ahead. Kazan told me of his childhood, boyhood, and college days here in America. He was proud to live here, proud to be a citizen. If he was proud to be an American, how come he was working with the Russians, like you said? Quiet, Axford. Continue, Sergeant. I learned that his parents were born in Russia, 
and came to the United States when he was very young. Go on. His parents went to Russia to visit relatives just before Russia went into the war. Shortly after, when the war started, they were not allowed to leave. How awful. Meantime, Kazan's reputation as a young scientist spread. One day in the summer of 1946, a man came to see Kazan at his office in the university. I'm Frank Rittman. I made certain Professor Barton was out before I came in to see you, Kazan. What I have to say is confidential. Hmm? I came here to tell you that your country needs your services. Your real country, Russia. So that's it. Get out of here and stay out. You'd better listen to what I have to say. I've heard enough. This gun will keep you here while I phone the authorities. Now, wait. You want to send your parents to their death? What do you mean by that? Put that gun away and listen to me. All right. I'm listening. The fact that your parents are naturalized citizens of this country doesn't mean a thing. They'll just disappear. And investigations by the American government will amount to nothing. What do you want me to do? Ah, you're coming to your senses now, Kazan. In a day or so, I will return and tell you our plans for you. Until then, you'll keep this to yourself. Remember, not a word to anyone. So Kazan was forced to pretend his nerves were shattered. He asked for and received a leave of absence presumably to enter a sanatorium to recover. But instead, they smuggled him out of the country and sent him to Russia. Is that it? Yes. He was indoctrinated in the ways of communism in the Russian zone of Berlin. Holy crow, what do you think of that? What about his returning here? Kazan told me that by chance, he found out his parents were already dead. And the communists had no further hold on him. He asked to be sent back here as a communist agent. He was to resume work as Professor Barton's assistant for the purpose of getting further information for the communists. He helped the other whack and me because his sympathies actually were with America. You mean he had no intention of spying for the Communist Party? Yes, that's right. He intended instead to get all the information he could about the communists here and turn it over to the FBI. He waited too long. I'm sure the communists murdered him. Why haven't you gone to the FBI with your story? I intend to, Mr. Reed... But I thought the Daily Sentinel, as a crusading newspaper, should have the facts right away. Because I feel that Kazan was a real American at heart. I'm glad you did come with your story. I'll be in the city for a few days. I'd like to see the murderers caught before I leave. Uh, Say, Mr. Sergeant Kenton, I was wondering Uh if... uh, What are you wondering, Mr. Axford? Well, I was wondering if maybe I could talk to you some more. You see, I was thinking you might think of something that just might give me a clue. Now, if I could take you to dinner or something... Of course. I don't know anyone in this city, and I'd enjoy having company at dinner, even if I can't give you much help, Mr. Axford. Oh. (laughs) That's a good idea, Axford. (laughs) I, uh, I assure you, Sergeant Kenton, you'll be safe with Mike Axford. I'm sure I shall, Mr. Reed. I'll run along now. I'm at the city hotel. Stop by about six, Mr. Axford. Meantime, I'll try to think of something more that may help you find Kazan's murderer. That same morning, Rittman, the foreign agent, was at a certain basement hideout when his working partner entered. Rittman! 
What is it, Marco? You remember the army whack Kazan was meeting? Yes, what about her? She's at the Daily Sentinel right now. Probably shooting off her mouth. At the Sentinel newspaper office, hmm? That's right. Now, if Kazan told her about us, she may start a hunt for us. Yes, Kazan fooled us for a while by letting us think he was using her to get information. Too bad we didn't suspect him sooner. I don't like the looks of things. We gotta do something. We'll keep undercover until this afternoon. Then we'll carry out the plan I have in mind. That evening, Mike Axford entered the outer office where Lenore Case was still working. Well, Michael, well, that was a quick dinner. It isn't seven o'clock yet. Sure, and it turned out to be no dinner at all. That it did, Casey. Oh. Well, back this soon, Axford. What happened? Read. When I went to the hotel to meet Miss Kenton, the clerk told me she left earlier with two men. Now, what do you think of that? Well, it's quite clear, Michael. She stood you up. Now, listen, Reed. Remember what she said in here this morning when I asked her to go with me? Well, what am I supposed to remember? She said she don't know anyone in this city. That's what. That's why she'd go out to dinner with me. Yes. Yes, she did say that, Axford. I phoned Sarge at headquarters and told him what I thought. But he laughed at me. He said I was sore about being stood up by a date. Well, just what do you think about it, Axford? Reed, I'm not as dumb as I look. To my way of thinking, those two guys she went out with weren't friends at all. That whack was being kidnapped by a couple of commie spies. That's what I think. And what's more, if we don't find her, she's liable to be murdered. We'll continue our story in just a moment. Well, fellas and girls, here it is another weekend. That means more time for fun and play. More time to enjoy yourself. And you know what goes really great with a happy time like that? It's delicious Orange Crush. It's made for your enjoyment. Enjoy Orange Crush when the gang comes over. It's wonderful with snacks. It's the most refreshing drink in the world. So peppy and sparkling and tangy. That tangy fresh fruit Orange Crush flavor sets it apart from any other drink you've ever tasted. You see, Orange Crush is made with real oranges. Fresh, juicy, tree-ripened oranges from sunny California. There's nothing artificial about Orange Crush. No artificial flavoring or coloring. That luscious golden Orange Crush goodness all comes from nature. Orange Crush is good for you just as it's good to drink. That means you can drink all you want. So tell mom to get plenty. Tell her to get it from her grocer in six bottle handy packs. And tell her the whole family is sure to like Orange Crush. No other drink has the same delightful fresh fruit flavor. That's why it's important to ask for it by name. Never say orange. Say, I want Orange Crush. There's all the difference in the world. You'll recognize wonderful Orange Crush by its famous crinkly brown bottle, the sunproof bottle that keeps sunlight out and keeps flavor in. So always ask for and be sure to get the genuine Orange Crush. O-R-A-N-G-E-C-R-U-S-H. Orange Crush. Now back to the Green Hornet. Mike Axford voiced his suspicions to Britt Reed and Lenore Case. Then he left the office with the intention of persuading the police to start a search for Wax Sergeant Kenton. After he left, Britt and Miss Case stood before an open file case in Reed's office, going through its contents. For once, Miss Case, I think Axford hit close to the truth in regard to Miss Kenton. Wait. 
That's the confidential material I want. It pays to be a newspaper publisher. Lots of confidential items are available in such a case. Yes. This report on Professor Barton's work, for instance. Well, what are you going to do with it? I'll take this information to the apartment with me. I think Cato and I'll have some work to do tonight. You mean you... You'll go out as the Green Hornet? Yes. We must find Miss Kenton. And the sooner, the better. A short time later, Britt Reed was at his apartment, talking to Cato, his Filipino valet, and one of the few trusted people who knew Britt's identity as the elusive Green Hornet. Professor Barton is a very clever man, a great scientist, Cato. A man like that's always a focal point for foreign agents. Oh, yes, Mr. Britt. With this old clipping you bring home, say you report a certain plan stolen, uh, dated back to 1947. Yes, that clipping doesn't say what the plans represented. I had a confidential report at the time, though, that they were plans of an atomic weapon. Of course, as we know now, those plans evidently found their way to the communists. You bring up many points which make me think you have definite idea about whole case, Mr. Britt. I have, Cato. I agree with Mike Axford, too, that Miss Kenton was not with friends when she left her hotel. Oh, wreck sergeant in great danger, perhaps. Yes, but the authorities are skeptical about Axford's story. Therefore, if quick action is to be taken... It's up to the Green Hornet. Well, when we start, Mr. Britt? Right now. We'll start with a quick look into Kazan's files. Come on, we'll have to work fast. <laughs> Professor Barton was in his laboratory, gazing intently at the drawing on the table before him. Suddenly, the stillness was broken by a muffled sound. <laughs> the professor stared a moment toward the door that led into Kazan's office. Then, picking up a flashlight... He walked over and opened the door. Who's there? The mask man, the green hornet. Right. Diplomacy have made a knock a book off the desk. Why are you here? Oh, you've been going through the files, I see. How did you get in here? Through that window, Professor. And I'm leaving the same way. Good night. Wait, come back. I'll phone the police. No telling what that criminal was after or what he might have taken. I should have... Hello, police headquarters. This is Professor Barton. I just surprised the Green Hornet in the office of my murdered assistant. Yes, a few moments ago, he got away. That's right. And in my opinion, if you catch the Green Hornet, you'll have the man who assassinated Lamar Kazan. Shortly after leaving Kazan's office, Britt Reed stopped the Black Beauty in the shadows on a side street. Oh, this secluded place. Oh, but why you want to stop here, Mr. Britt? Well, there was nothing in Kazan's files. Evidently, the police got there first. But I picked up a small telephone pad, Cato. I want to look through it under the dashboard light. Not many numbers there. I didn't expect to get anything from the numbers anyway. I just thought maybe my... Hey, look here, Cato. See? A strange word written on back cover. C-O-M-E-R-G-E. Commerge. Not make sense, Mr. Britt. It certainly doesn't mean anything as a word in any language. Maybe a code word. Yeah, that's possible. Hey, wait, Cato. I noticed there are seven letters. Well, that's right, but It we... just came to me that most phone numbers in town have five digits. The first two letters, the C and the O, might stand for the exchange for the purpose of dialing. Well, that's logical, Mr. Britt. Maybe C and O stand for C 
Cornwall exchange. Yes. Then the other five letters could represent the numbers on the phone dial. Uh, we'll stop near a drugstore. I'll take off my mask, then go into the phone booth and try to decipher it. A short time later, Britt stood in a drugstore phone booth. He checked with the alphabet on the dial and found that the code word Comerge became CO63743. I'll dial that number and ask for Rittman. Miss Kenton mentioned him as the agent who went to Kazan. Hello. Let me talk to Rittman. Wait a minute. It's for you, Rittman. Who is it, the boss? Yeah, it doesn't sound like him, but it must be one of our agents. Otherwise, how would he be able to call this unlisted number without the code word? Yeah, that's so. Give me the phone. Hello, this is Rittman. I have some dope you could use for a price, Rittman. Who are you? The Green Hornet. The Green Hornet? How did you find... Skip the questions. If you want to make a deal, say so. If not, maybe the FBI would be interested. Wait, how do I know you aren't pulling a trick? Don't make me laugh. Am I in any position to pull tricks and the cops and the FBI are after me? I could mail what I have to them, of course, if you aren't... No, no, you're right. You're a hunted criminal who thinks only of getting money. If you have something worthwhile, perhaps we'll pay you for it. Now you're talking sense. Where shall I come with what I have to sell you? Uh, come here to this place. It's an old house at 1st Street and East Avenue. Come to the side door, which leads into the basement. The door will be unlocked. Just walk right in. I'll be there shortly. So long. Goodbye. Hey, Rittman, are you going crazy? I just heard you tell the Green Hornet to come here and walk right in. I know what I'm doing, Marco. We'll sit and wait with drawn guns. As soon as that door opens, we'll both shoot. <laughs> then we'll clean out the files, go to a new hideout, and call the police. They'll come here and find the Green Hornet. Dead. And what about the whack in the other room? We'll kill her, too, before we leave here. Meanwhile, Professor Barton also received a phone call. Professor Barton speaking. This is Brett Reed, publisher of the Daily Sentinel. Oh, yes. What can I do for you, Mr. Reed? Well, we received information this afternoon about a Mr. Rittman, who is known to have had dealings with your assistant, Lamar Kazan. Now, uh, did you ever hear Kazan mention such a man? Well, no, I never did. Rittman, huh? Uh-huh. What connection could he have had with Mr. Kazan, do you know? Well, between you and me, Professor, it's thought that Rittman might have murdered Kazan. Also, Rittman is said to be a communist spy. A communist spy? Yes. Confidentially, his hideout is known, and it's my opinion he'll be picked up shortly. I've been given to understand his phone has already been tapped. Well, I, I'm sorry you can't give me any information, Professor, about Rittman's association with Kazan. I'm sorry, Mr. Reed. It's, it's rather startling to hear that a communist agent may have killed my assistant. I certainly hope he's apprehended as soon as possible. Well, I'm sure he will be, Professor. Thank you for talking to me. Goodbye. Goodbye, Mr. Reed. Thank you.
their hideout, Marco and Rittman sat with guns pointed at the door through which the Green Hornet was expected to enter. Marco became impatient. Uh, that Hornet is sure taking his time. So what? We can wait. Hey, someone's coming now. Take good aim and shoot as soon as he opens that door. Hey, hey, look what we did. We killed the professor. He didn't have a chance, did he, Ritman? Ritman, the Green Hornet, behind us. Yes, and you're both covered. You double-crossing sneak, you came in through a back window. That's right, Tommy. I suspected a trap when you told me the door would be unlocked and to walk right in. He's to blame for us shooting Barton. Yeah, too bad. Your boss, Professor Barton, was coming to warn you and to take away all the incriminating papers you have. Coming to warn us of what? That the police are coming here to get you, Rittman, for the murder of Lamar Kazan. That's a lie. I didn't murder Kazan. Professor Barton killed him. Why, sure. Kazan found out the professor was really the head of our communist cell. So Barton had to get rid of Kazan. We have to get our stuff together and get out of here, Marco. The Hornet can't be a witness against us. They want him, too. Yeah, but the wax, the kitten girl... She knows everything now. I forgot about her. I'll attend to her right now. Hold on, Take Ritman. Hey, I'll gun him, Ritman. You not try it. Take it, Ritman. Let go of my arm. I'll get you both. Hold it, Marco. Yes. Gas gun. Oh, you all right, Mr. Briggs? Yes, kiddo. Barton was badly hurt. Those two comrades thought they killed him, but he's still alive. What a girl. Well, I think she's uncomfortable but safe in the other room. You go in quickly and take the gag from her mouth so she'll be able to make a racket when the police arrive. I tipped them off to come here. I go now. Took a weak gag. Good. Yeah, she'll be a witness against these commie killers. Wait! Don't leave me here like this! Come back! Is she able to make noise now? Yeah, and that's probably the police. We'll leave through the back window. Hurry! Let's get out of here. Britt and Cato headed toward home. Cato asked... What make you suspect, Professor, Mr. Britt? Well, Miss Case mentioned this morning that Professor Barton knew Kazan was in a sanitarium the year he was really in East Berlin. It seemed to me that being so close to Kazan, Barton would know the location of the sanitarium and visit or at least write to his assistant. Is that so? Also, Kazan was found sitting in his chair facing the door. Two bullet wounds in his chest from very close range. Yes, I read that in Sentinel. Well, as a point of psychology, it seemed to me that... The assassin must have been someone Kazan knew very well, someone whom he thought was bluffing. Otherwise, the natural thing to have done would have been to leap from the chair and put up a fight. I figured Barton to be the logical suspect. With psychology and private information of Britt Reed, big help to Green Hornet. <laughs> well, step on it, Cato. I need my sleep. Hornet story for today. 
Another exciting story brought to you by the most refreshing drink in the world. The drink that's actually good for you because it's made with real oranges. The one and only Orange Crush. It sparkles, it tingles, it makes you feel fresh again. Always keep several bottles in your refrigerator. And always remember, the handy way to do that is to get the handy pack. Six bottles of Orange Crush in a handy carrying case. This program is a feature of the Green Hornet Incorporated. Created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Green Hornet is played by Jack McCarthy. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. The Green Hornet is brought to you every Wednesday and Friday at the same time by the most refreshing drink in the world, Orange Crush. That's the drink you like best of all. Try it. Next time, ask for Orange Crush. But remember, don't say orange. Say Orange Crush. O-R-A-N-G-E-C-R-U-S-H. Orange Crush. Next Wednesday, listen to the Green Hornet again in the exciting story of danger entitled The Microfilm of Death. And now till Wednesday, this is Fred Foy saying so long from Orange Crush. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. <laughs>